Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guests up on the show are Igor Martin and Alexander Barr, co-founders of Hydromia. Hydromia. I get that right, guys? You got it right. Yes. Hi. Welcome, welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. And I have to say, this is probably a first. Uh, we talk to people all the time that have some cool technologies, but uh, you guys operate almost exclusively uh, under the water, correct? And, That's uh, exactly right. And have a suite of products that uh, that help uh, companies and, and people uh, not only uh, navigate under the water, but um, do all kinds of cool things. So I'll let you guys tell the story of what Hydromia does. Now, thank you. Um, thank you, Jonathan. So, uh, you know, we are really trying to bring um, a drone technology that... Uh, everybody is today aware of, you know, drones are delivering food, uh, you know, the kids uh, fly drones left and right. Uh, but when you go underwater, um, this is a completely different world. Um, in the air, drones fly uh, because of GPS and radio signals. Underwater, you don't have really an opportunity to run a radio signal. It, it just dissipates the moment it hits the water. And so you got to figure out a different technology, different way of, uh, communicating and navigating underwater. And that's basically what we are focusing on. Uh, but, but to add to this, we also are from Switzerland. And you know, the Switzerland is a country of uh, fine watches. Um, and there's a lot of this uh, focus on miniaturization, uh, making something that's really, really small, that's really, really complex, that works uh, without any problem. And, and so that's where we also are uh, coming into the industry with uh, trying to miniaturize everything that we make so that it is scalable, it is affordable, and it brings a new opportunities to the market space in robotics underwater. So, so tell us uh, in terms of the applications for your products, uh, commercial applications, is this something that you envision would be a consumer product at some point where people would be using drones, uh, drone-like uh, devices under the water, or are they mostly commercial types of applications? Yeah, so on a uh, commercial versus B2B, sorry, consumer versus B2B, uh, there are already some drones out there that consumers can buy for as low as maybe a thousand bucks. They are tethered, though. They are always on a cable. So you have a, a user connected by a cable to a small vehicle that can run around and, you know, look for your, you know, uh, ring that you dropped from a boat uh, or, or your drone that, that unfortunately crashed into the water. Um, we are focusing, uh, first of all, our technology on detaching the pilot from the vehicle. So we're actually working on technology that allows uh, a, a remotely wireless control of that vehicle, vehicle which is pretty, uh, which is pretty new in the space. Um, and on so the, an obvious uh, benefit is range. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say limitless range, but obviously uh, not not encumbered by tethering. Uh, yeah, so it allows you to go further distances, deeper distances. Right. It's not so much the range. It's more of the freedom of being, um, being uh, of using this drone uh, remotely uh, away from where the pilot is by using communication. So just to give you an example, and, and that's basically answering your question, where the, the uses are for this type of technology. It's not really in the consumer sector. We're focusing on, a, on an industrial uh, sector, on B2B in the offshore energy, be it oil, gas or wind. Um, within uh, you know water intensive uh, industries such as hydropower, uh, where you have complex infrastructure underwater, whether it's confined or open water space, and you want to get to that infrastructure to do some um, you know integrity inspection, see how it's doing, what the corrosion status state is, 
um, and, and so forth. And so this is this is possible today with tethered vehicles, but the more uh, complex the environment, the more tether becomes an issue. And uh, there are those some of these environments so complex or so far away that uh, it's not practical anymore to run under the tether because tether has a risk of entanglement, and that's basically you you can you know you you can get in a situation where you you need to send a diver to rescue a vehicle. Uh, and also tether means that like, for instance, if you want to inspect something out there in the sea, you gotta run a boat with a person dropping this uh, drone down and, and, and inspecting the asset. When you have this detached, you basically can have a drone resident on that system and could be remotely activated to go and take a look on an asset and, and report its condition. Hmm. So really fascinating uh, combination of uh, risk mitigation, uh, not needing to send necessarily human resources into into difficult environments, and also uh, uh, your asset freedom of your assets, uh, as you as you describe it, to be untethered. Um, and and uh, I would imagine you're you're operating in um, less than hospitable environments very often, uh, open ocean, um, you know, uh, deep down, et cetera. Uh, very fascinating. Alex, your background is, is uh, mind boggling to me that uh, somebody would have a, a PhD in, in, in GPS, underwater GPS. Is, do I have that basically correct? Yeah, the, the, the key bit is that indeed underwater GPS doesn't work at all. The moment you submerge your GPS, just a few centimeters, the, the signal is gone. So you need to come up with other um, ways. And so they deemed that indeed a complex enough issue to uh, award me a PhD for that. Mm. And so I'm, you know, now we're putting this to good use in our company. So, so the development of the technology, so non-GPS non or the ability to have signal uh, underwater and to carry that signal and to be able to transmit data back and forth uh, pretty much in real time. Or, or to gather that data for uh, for, for uh, people that are, are uh, operators to be able to to use the information uh, in a valuable sense. It's that's really fascinating. And and how how new is is the notion of untethered uh, underwater um, you know submersibles? Perhaps not a submarine in a submarine sense, but otherwise. Yeah. So I mean, there obviously have been. Uh, untethered vehicles around is typically called autonomous underwater vehicles, AUVs, compared to ROVs, which are the tethered kind. But typically these autonomous vehicles cannot send you a video uh, picture back. And you always still need a video feedback if you want to do complex interaction on the infrastructure. If you want to maintain something, if you want to install something, then you need the video feedback and you need a low latency control of the vehicle. And actually having a vehicle that has gives you video feedback but is untethered that is completely novel. I, we are not aware of something like this being out there. So we will be going to be the first one uh, delivering that. Wow, so really pioneers in the industry. Now, um, I would imagine obviously a worldwide application for your, for your technology. Um, you talked about oil and gas and energy, offshore energy. Uh, you know, the, I, I've heard stories, we've all heard stories of, of uh, um, uh, recovery, uh, underwater recovery. I, I'd imagine uh, the, some of these projects run into the multi-millions of dollars, uh, if not tens of millions of dollars, recovery projects. Uh, uh, what other types of applications are, are out there? I would imagine uh, harnessing, harnessing the ocean and, and harnessing the energy. There must be so many different applications or new developments that you guys' uh, uh, technology can apply to and can be utilized in. 
Yeah, so you know, it's uh, we're focusing on the inspection market uh, right now, and uh, in the inspection market today, you have uh, unfortunately um, the, the tools that, that are being used are primarily tuned up for oil and gas industry, which which has usually which have budgets to spend on quite an involved uh, inspection process, and so it costs a lot of money usually. Um, a company would uh, contract a supply ship uh, that, that would carry a, an ROV team, uh, a crew of about, you know, altogether maybe 10 people on a, on a couple of week deployment. And uh, that could cost hundreds uh, of thousands of dollars per inspection. Um, so it, it's almost like if you compare in the air, maybe not very fair comparison, but, but sort of kind of give you, get, give you an idea. Uh, they use helicopters to to look uh, to look around, you know, fields. How you know how, what's what's going on on the surface? And we're developing this drone that you could basically throw in the water, and it it, it can go and take a look and report back exactly the same. Because today, you know, the the size of a video camera of a really good quality video camera is is the size of a walnut, you know, GoPro. So imagine you you you, you know you you employ a supply ship with with a crew. To just drop this GoPro on a, on a very big uh, remotely operated vehicle just to take a peek at what's going on. Why not using a, a small, low footprint uh, drone for that? And so that's kind of where we're going with our technology. We're dropping the costs of inspections. We're reducing the the risks of uh, uh, you know safety risks of coming into the uh, confined spaces for inspection. It is also a very uh, good tool for emergency response because you can at any you don't have to wait for a supply ship. If there is any uh, accident, you need to really take a quick look underwater. You just drop a drone, and it gives you a first uh, impression. I must say that we're focusing on a simple job of just looking at stuff. We're not talking about intervention. We're not talking about turning valves or repairing or, you know, soldering underwater. That's not, that's not what the drone will do, at least not in the next, you know, five, 10 years. Uh, but there is a lot to do just by looking and reporting what the, what the condition of what integrity of an asset is. I'd imagine that's the first step is getting the eyes on it, so to speak, and making sure that, you know, there's an evaluation done at least and being able to, for, for, uh, to, to be able to evaluate the situation prior to any, any sort of intervention. So really, right. really fascinating stuff. I, I, I'm just thinking back to a recent uh, news story, obviously the blockage of the Suez Canal. I don't know if uh, underwater drones could have been used in that circumstance, but um, you know, it, it, there must be other types of applications or many types of applications. Is, is, it, is it such that the um, drone needs to be deployed close to the uh, device that it's inspecting, or is that something that um, with with radio frequency or travel? I mean, is it you know how does it work? How does it get there? Does it literally get dropped off in the location, or does it get there on its own, or what's the range? Those types of things. Yeah, so we are a little bit unusual. Uh, we're still consider ourselves kind of a, 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 scale, a scale up, a startup, um, and we're unusual in the sense that, as you mentioned in the, in the beginning, we don't have just a drone. Uh, and the reason for this is because we've been working on this drone platform uh, that, that, that has a, a, a number of key enabling technologies that make the whole drone quite unique it's, it's, uh, you know, itself. And one of the technologies that we have we had to develop and we have now commercialized is a wireless uh, communication using light. So we basically send uh, data uh, using photons traveling in the water. 
Um, this is great for low latency communication. It's basically, uh, you, you know, you can send an HD video now using our devices underwater, but it gets, it gets um, a limit on a, on a distance. So you, you basically would compare it to like your Wi-Fi in a house while you're inside the house, you can stream Netflix, you can have a video phone call wirelessly. The moment you step out, you lose this connection. Exactly the same uh, principle applies to wireless communication with optics is that it, 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 it works, it gives you high speed video within 50, you know, 100 uh, yards uh, type of a, of a distance. And that basically means that our drones have to be uh, connected to something within that distance. Uh, it will be wireless, but it will have to talk to an agent, whether it's a pilot on the, on, on the surface of water, maybe it's another, maybe it's a submarine, maybe it's another uh, uh, autonomous vehicle uh, that has this little flyout uh, fly drone that does inspection, uh, looks in tight spaces, which big machine cannot do, uh, but it has to be always connected to something within a uh, distance of uh, yeah, 20, 30, 50 yards. Excellent. Well, it really sounds like fascinating technology, and I think uh, obviously a game changer uh, in terms of of how um, industries that are operating in the ocean uh, inspect and, and maintain their uh, their assets. Really uh, fascinating things, uh, gentlemen. If uh, people want to reach out to you and talk more about uh, your products and and uh, and services, because you have a number of services that go along with it uh, as well, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, how how would you like people to find out more about you? Well, the website is, is, the, is the best way forward, uh, hydromia.com, hydro, and then Mia is M-E-A. Um, you can send us a, an email at info at hydromia.com and to get in touch with us. Uh, would be really, really welcoming people who are uh, from the industries that could uh, see the value of this technology and uh, potentially uh, work with us on some use cases um, and uh, partnerships in the U.S. market specifically. Excellent. Well, it's fascinating, uh, fascinating stuff. Always uh, great to talk to people on the cutting edge. And uh, you guys are, uh, are doing some, some amazing stuff under the water. Um, our guests on Radio Entrepreneurs have been uh, Igor Martin and Alex Barr, co-founders of Hydromia. Uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we could get some video next time and have, uh, see it in action. It sounds like a really, really neat stuff that you guys are doing. Wish you continued success. Thank you very much. And yes, look at hydromia.com. Probably in a week time, we will be demonstrating our world's first uh, tetherless drone performing uh, parkours underwater in a pool. Very cool. We're looking forward to it. And we'll be right back with another uh, guest on Radio Entrepreneurs.